When Columbus discovered America, quote-unquote, discovered America in 1492, the number of indigenous people in the Americas likely rivaled the population of the Italian city-states that occurred at that time. His feat was a remarkable voyage of discovery, no doubt, but our collective narrative of that history related to the actual details of his treatment of indigenous Americans, as we've heard a little bit about today and we'll hear more of, represents the stories and practices that erase indigenous people's history and culture. We can do better and we should aspire to do better. On March 19th, 2019, students, professors, indigenous peoples, educators, and other community members gathered at the University of New Hampshire for a forum to discuss changing Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. Four panelists shared their thoughts on why the change should be made. The event began with a land acknowledgement offered by Denise Puglio. As you know, my name is Denise Puglio. I'm the second one squad, the Kaosik Band, the Pentecook Abnaki people. And I'd like to welcome you all to the University of New Hampshire, located on Ndakina, the traditional homeland of the Abnaki people. Our ancient tradition says we have always been here, but through archaeology they can prove we were here on the face of the glacier 12,300 years ago. Our people have historically been documented as seekers of knowledge and willing teachers of that wisdom. Just like our ancestors before us, we invite you all to join us to continue that practice today in the discussion about Christopher Columbus and the celebration of Columbus Day versus Indigenous Peoples Day. Thank you for attending. Professor Daniel Howard, a biology professor at UNH, reflected on the importance of land acknowledgments like these. Acknowledgement is a simple, powerful way of showing respect and a step toward correcting the stories and practices that erase indigenous people's history and culture and toward inviting and honoring the truth. The land acknowledgement was followed by a discussion of the dark history behind Columbus's journey to the Americas. In 1491, Spanish rulers Ferdinand and Isabella ordered that an estimated 300,000 Jews were stripped of their wealth and possessions and were given the option of conversion or be expelled or purged from Spain in the year prior to Columbus's departure. Spain also began the same cleansing process on the Islamic faith, using the confiscated funds in part to pay for Columbus's expedition. At this time, volunteers from the Indigenous New Hampshire Collaborative Collective read excerpts from Columbus's journal, highlighting his view of Indigenous people as being inferior to the European settlers, their use as enslaved people, and the desire to convert them to Christianity. After prayer of thanksgiving, I ordered the captains of the Pinta and Nina to bear faith and witness that I was taking possession of this island for the king and queen of Spain. To this island, I gave the name San Salvador in honor of our blessed Lord. Sunday, November 11, 1492. It appears to me that it would be well to take some of these people dwelling by this river to the sovereigns in order that they might learn a language and we might learn what there is in this country upon return. Paul Puglio then spoke about the movement both locally in Durham and nationally to change Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day, as well as international efforts to recognize Indigenous peoples. The movement to replace Columbus Day started in this country in South Dakota in 1990. Hawaii also changed their date about the same time period to Discoverers Day in honor of the Polynesian navigators and Berkeley became the first city in 1992. When you look at this movement, the UN was also acting on an activism where they made statements like this. 
there are an estimated 370 million indigenous people in the world living across 90 countries. They make up less than 5% of the world's population, but account for 15% of the poorest. They speak an overwhelming majority of the world's estimated 7,000 languages and represent 5,000 cultures. The UN declared Indigenous Peoples Day in 1994, and later they declared a Declaration of Rights of Indigenous People. So there's been a movement afoot. The town of Durham, they went for a series of two or three hearings and suddenly uh, created an alternative to Columbus Day, which was uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. So with that, the town and the legislators in this region wanted to try to create a state environment for Columbus Day to be changed. So this is an intense effort for us to educate the public, and if it's, if it's a grassroots movement, that's where it's going to have to start. These remarks were followed by comments from Daniel Howard about the significance of changing this day and acknowledging indigenous peoples. As Monica mentioned, I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Biological Sciences at, uh, in the College of Life Science and Agriculture. My research is in neuroscience and behavior. Uh, I'm an enrolled member of the Longhair Clan of the Cherokee Nation and citizen of the Shawnee Tribe of Oklahoma. My family's traditional surname is Greyfeather. Our country's history is brief, 243 years plus or minus. Only 2.5% or less of the history of human occupation of North America occurred, occurred after 1492. Currently, 5.2 million American Indian people from across 527 tribes, federally recognized tribes, make up part of the fabric of our nation. Speaking over 175 remaining native tongues and occupying 56.2 million acres of tribal lands, but only 22% of those 5 million tribal members live on tribal lands. Most live what we call off the res, and may actually be your doctor or your lawyer, your pastor or cleric, your favorite recording artist, your professor, or your neighbor. Some of the research that I do is focused on um, animal communication, and it occurs to me when I think about when we name a day like Columbus Day, where it really is about communicating something, communicating what's important to us as a society. And so I think the time is right to have this sort of a discussion where we think about what we want to communicate about ourselves as a multicultural entity in society. I spend time working with indigenous youth who are really interested in careers, going to college, going to university, and careers in STEM. And I spend a lot of time back home in Oklahoma on tribal lands. I was there all last week. I visit with um, indigenous scholars at the tribal colleges and universities in the Dakotas and Montana and Arizona and other places. And part of what I think about in the context of this conversation is how they view what we are poised to do or not to do. And I can tell you for the most part is they aspire to do more. And, and for most of them, it's their first uh, person in their family going to college or university. They just want to see that we do the right thing, that we do better, that we aspire to do better. Professor Paulo Salvio brought a different perspective on the topic, looking at the attitudes of Italian Americans regarding Columbus. Let me begin by asking, um, why do some Italian Americans cling to Columbus as a symbol of ethnic pride? And I want to emphasize the word some, because there's a very small population of Italian-Americans in the United States who cling to this idea. Is it in fact the case that Columbus stands as a symbol 
to the majority of Italian Americans. Who are the self-appointed ethnic leaders who claim to speak not just for their membership as Italian Americans, but also on behalf of a larger and unspecific Italian American community? Why is it not the case that we commemorate the numerous Italian American poets, activists, and scholars who have long spoken out against Columbus and his legacy? In different moments, groups such as the New York City-based Italian Americans for Multicultural United States, the San Francisco-based Italian American Political Solidarity Club, and the national No Columbus Day group, as well as individuals and poets such as Diane De Prima, Robert Viscusi, Joan Sciorra, have offered counter-narratives to a purported Italian ethnic solidarity and its symbols. But for some reason, these voices, strong as they are, do not hold the same weight as Marvel. After the moderated portion of the forum was concluded, the event was opened up for the public to ask questions. If you would like to learn more, or hear more of the remarks from the speakers or audience members, a full version of the forum will be up soon on our YouTube channel.